This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy. A Democrat, he was elected mayor back in 2015. I want to start off with a, a kind of an oldie. We've discussed this quite a bit, uh, you know, solid waste recycling and uh, Troy's trash um, fee. Uh, there's going to be a penalty for unpaid trash fees. How's that that going to work? Well, uh, good morning, Bob. I, the um, the penalty, as you call it, is really an interest charge. Uh, I think if you um, uh, think about any uh, fees or taxes that you pay to a municipality or even to state or federal government, if you pay them late, uh, an interest charge is assessed to you. It's an encouragement to pay on time. And that's what we're talking about here. The legislation that um, authorized the solid waste fee neglected to include in there an interest charge. Um, But we have it for our property taxes. We have it for school taxes, county taxes, uh, and even water bills. If you don't pay them on time, they're late. It's not an effort to raise more money. It's an effort to encourage people to pay on time. What is the uh, interest? Uh, The interest rate is 3% a month. Okay. Also, there was a cleanup recently, a neighborhood trail cleanup at Prospect Park in Troy. Right. So Prospect Park is a, is a great park, very historic park in the city of Troy. It was actually um, Uncle Sam, Sam Wilson and his brother, uh, had their farm uh, up there uh, many moons ago. Anyway, it's, it's been converted uh, into a lovely park, and there was a trail years ago that led from the top of the park down to South Troy, a, a walking trail. Last year, we reclaimed that trail. We found the old trail route, and volunteers got together and, and opened that trail up. And uh, this year, this past weekend, we went back at it again, widened the trail a little bit, trimmed back the growth, and, and put up a sign dedicating that trail. So. Once again, as there was back in the 60s, I think, uh, there's uh, there's now a trail you can hike up to uh, Prospect Park from South Troy. Now, you think of Troy, or I mean, I think of the of the downtown, you know, which is, you know, Troy to me, you know, mm-hmm. as, as kind of an outsider. But the city of Troy contains a lot of open space, doesn't it? There is a lot of open space. A, a lot of it, though, is is hillside. Um, Troy is a community where there's a lot of level ground along the riverbanks, um, north and south, the entire length of the city. But then as you proceed east, you go up the embankment. And uh, there's a lot of open land on those slopes and hills. And they're great hiking trails. In fact, we're um, creating some trails as we speak that will walk along waterfalls and stream beds, et cetera. Okay. Edward Manny died recently. Um he was a county legislator, retired Detroit firefighter. Uh, what is your reaction to this loss? Well, it was a shock. It was a shock for me and, and for everybody. Um, in fact, uh, you know, everybody I spoke to the day after he passed uh, said the same thing. Geez, I was just with Ed the other day. You know, and that's the kind of guy he was. He was out and about. He was meeting uh, with constituents. He was at ribbon cuttings. He was at fundraising events. He was really engaged in the community. He represented his constituents well. Uh, he listened to them. He knew what was of, of concern to them. So it, And he was only 67, so it was a real shock uh, to get that news last week. Mm. Well, being a, a small com- city, if you will, uh, you get to know each other well. Yes, yeah. It, it's if if you're not related to some to somebody, you're you're you know you're their best friend or a friend from uh, uh, from 
elementary school or something. It's just a tight-knit community in Troy. Mm. And he really had a career of service, you know, both a firefighter and then uh, serving in the government. Right. right. He was in the fire department for 28 years, and he was instrumental in bringing together the uh, EMT and ambulance services that the fire department uh, delivers in the city of Troy now. So, uh, you know, he, he was responsible for changing the face of firefighting in the city of Troy. The Troy Housing Grant, the Troy Housing Authority, is making plans for some millions of dollars in funds, I presume federal funds. What do you think needs to be done? Well, these are, these are uh, you're correct, they're federal funds that come to the Housing Authority. Um, the, house, the Troy Housing Authority uh, periodically does capital needs assessments. So that is, they review each of their properties. They look at uh, the condition of the properties and try to assess when certain components are going to wear out. And then they try to build into their budget a reserve so that when that day comes, they have sufficient funds uh, to, uh, to make that needed repair. And that's difficult to do for a housing authority because the rents aren't generous. So this, these, uh, this grant, uh, this recently announced grant from HUD, the $3.1 million, is going to go into their reserves, reserve accounts to enable them to maintain their properties into the future. Mm. Does Troy have a lot of public housing? Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's a lot of it. Uh, I, I, I don't know where how we compare to other mm-hmm. communities. Um, uh, I, I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I would say in many uh, communities, the public housing that was built now many years ago has really you know, deteriorated. I believe, for example, in Schenectady, they're doing uh, a major upgrade on one of their big um, public housing projects. That's true. There's uh, well, the Troy Housing Authority next year will be celebrating their 75th anniversary, and in those years, we have, as a society, we've uh, evolved in the way we look at uh, how we should house uh, lower income people. And uh, in the olden days, it used to be that we'd uh, come, you know, we'd we'd condense everybody into one neighborhood or one building, and we've learned lessons over the years that that's not the the most ideal way to provide affordable housing. So the models are changing in the process. The um, uh, the buildings themselves are being upgraded and renovated to to meet today's uh, uh, needs and desires for residents. Uh, I'm I'm proud of Troy Housing Authority. I think they're doing a good job maintaining their properties. And uh, what I like most is that they're not satisfied. They're they're constantly mm-hmm. looking to see how they can do it better. Because when you have some, you know, a big, uh, the the it's almost become kind of a negative to refer to where you live as the projects. Correct. I mean, yeah. they're big projects, usually big buildings and a lot of people and a lot of problems. Right. And and when I was at Trip for uh, some years, we we had adopted a different model. We developed affordable housing, but it was scattered sites, so it was blended into the neighborhoods. And I think the housing authorities are moving in that direction. It presents some challenges, uh, but generally, uh, you know, the movement is toward a more scattered site, integrated type of um, housing. Mm. Well, it's been a Long time uh, since we I heard that phrase. I know you were associated with it. What is TRIP? TRIP is uh, TRIP is an acronym for Troy Rehabilitation and Improvement Program, um, and it's nearing its fiftieth uh, anniversary. Uh, it's a community development corporation. It works in the lower income neighborhoods, neighborhoods that suffered from a lot of disinvestment over the years. Uh, it has a myriad of programs, one of which is to buy and rehab vacant and blighted properties and convert them to affordable either home ownership or rental housing. 
does a number of the things in addition to that, but that's the that's what you uh, is most visible to the observer. Mm. The uh, city of Troy has received money from the federal government to fix the seawall along the Hudson River. Right. Yes, that's a critical need. Uh, you'll recall Hurricane Irene, I think it was back in 2011, that did some significant damage to the seawall. But, but more importantly, it was the second time that the seawall was breached in downtown Troy in the span of about 15 years. So we had two 100-year floods in, in, in the space of 15 years. And, and all indications are that the future holds more of these larger, uh, more violent storms. Uh, in 2011, when Hurricane Irene uh, came through, we, you know, businesses were shuttered, buildings were damaged, people lost work. Uh, fortunately, no one was injured, but it uh, it begs the question: What are we doing to prevent this in the future? And this seawall project is a step in that direction. It'll not only uh, reinforce the wall and um, extend its useful life, but it'll also raise the wall in those uh, flood-prone areas uh, so that we can avoid some of these floods in the future. Since I uh, live kind of west of the Capital District, actually, in the western part of it, another, I mean, I, I, just, it's just a story in a way, uh, almost 100 years ago, I mean, it will we'll be in 2030, uh, the government or the state built a big reservoir in the Adirondacks to hold water. To regulate the flow. Uh, out of, uh, you know, so it wouldn't flood yep. Troy and Albany and yep. Green Island so much. It's the uh, Sacandaga Reservoir, now the Great Sacandaga Lake. Right. Yeah, and I think they do a good job of managing the flow with the spring melts, uh, but these storms, these uh, massive storms that are coming through with uh, uh, the quantity of rain that we saw in Hurricane Irene, um, the dam is not going to help us in that situation. We need other measures. Let me uh, bring up the uh, Veterans Monument in uh, Troy. What is the status of the Troy Soldiers and Sailors Monument? It is in need of repair, correct? Well, it, it's I, I I'd say it's more in need of maintenance than than repair. Uh, it's stable. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's not shifted. It's not falling down. It, it's just uh, uh, these things require periodic maintenance. And when we came into office, we uh, secured funding from the Troy uh, Savings Bank Foundation to assess the state uh, the state of the monument itself. And we had a nice study done of that. Um, they used a drone to get uh, very detailed pictures up at the top, and they outlined in their report the things that we need to do to um, just maintain it, so so that it does, uh, so that it lasts another hundred years. And that would be cleaning out the um, seams in between the stones and putting in an, a new type of uh, grout. I'm not sure if they call it grout, but a new type mm-hmm. of sealant in there. Uh, cleaning the statue, it's, uh, statue itself on the top, waxing it. And just preserving it, making sure that you know we're good stewards of that, and that it is there for another hundred years. So, we're looking now to raise the funds necessary to do that type of work, given the height of the statue and and the you know the technical um, uh, requirements to do that sort of work. It it is an expensive project, but uh, but it is stable. It's not going anywhere. We're just uh, like I say, trying to make sure uh, we take care of it and that we. Uh, we have it there for another hundred years. Okay, perhaps you said, but where is it located specifically? That's located um, uh, where, let's see, River Street, um, Broadway, um, First and Second come together. Uh, the old uh, the old City Hall site, uh, Monument Square. Mm. 
the Troy police, uh, there are you know, always issues involving law enforcement. Do you have any comment on a video apparently in possession of an area attorney, which he says shows Troy police beating his client? Well, I, I, I have very uh, few comments at this time. You know, this is America. People are free to say uh, whatever they want to say. And this attorney is, is certainly trying to uh, paint his uh, client in the best possible light. It's his right to do that. It's to be expected. Um, but the facts really are otherwise. And we're confident that uh, if we get to a court of law, that we're, that will be shown in court. We're not going to uh, litigate this over the media, uh, but I'm quite comfortable with this uh, being reviewed uh, in a court of law. Again, it wasn't that long ago that you uh, appointed a new police chief. Uh, how are things going in the department? Uh, things are going well. The morale is is uh, uh, cr- terrific. Um, the chief is, uh, you know, he probably feels like I did when I assumed office. You caught a tiger by the tail. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of changes that he's working on making. He's building his leadership team and uh, bringing his philosophy into the department. But uh, he's been a pleasure to work with, and um, and I look forward to working with him for several years, uh, several more years. We're uh, getting into the summer season, uh, and the uh, city of Troy's pools are not open uh, again this year. How is the city handling the absence of pools this summer? Well, like we did last year, and, and as we discussed in the past, the, the pools uh, were quite uh, are in quite bad shape, and we don't have the resources at this time uh, to repair the pools. We do have a five-year capital plan that includes renovation of the pools. That's been approved by the city council. But like last year, we're working with the uh, uh, two boys and girls clubs uh, downtown in Lansingburg and the YMCA, and we put together uh, uh, some youth programming. It's a structured program. It's a little bit more than just dropping your kids at the pool. There are um, uh, youth counselors that work with them. We have organized sports. We have fishing, how to fish, uh, fishing trips, arts, uh, soccer, baseball, swimming, swimming lessons. So Mm -hmm. there's a whole gamut of things. Uh, It's a much more structured program, though, than just dropping your kids at the pools. Mm. So you think in some ways it's better than having the pools? I I certainly think uh, that for the majority of kids, it's better. There's also uh, meals are provided, uh, breakfast and lunch and some snacks. Um, I do think it's, uh, especially for the younger kids, it's a a safer environment and it's a learning environment. Mm. But is the ultimate goal, though, is to rebuild the pools, you know, if, if the money can be found to do it? I would like to reopen the pools or build a new pool. Uh, that uh, remains to be seen how that plays out yet, uh, what funding would be available. We'll do some uh, study on um, whether it makes sense to reinvest in those pools, build new pools, where the best location would be if we could only build one pool. Um, those are all questions that have yet to be answered. Uh, and we'll be working on that uh, as we go through the next couple of years. We've got, you know, the pools, and uh, you didn't have money for the seawall and federal uh, grants for the housing authority in Troy. Rebuilding the nation in, nation's infrastructure has become quite a cause. Uh, President Trump, when he was elected, you know, made this part, you know, one of his campaign promises. Um, but uh, how are things going in, in getting more money out of the federal government? Well, it, it seems to have been a campaign promise. Uh, we're not seeing anything at this point in time. There's no serious discussion advancing in D.C. that would address uh, address the infrastructure needs. 
they seem to be uh, pushing it back on the states again. And the state of New York has been good. They've stepped up with some uh, significant funding over the past couple of years, but it's not enough. Uh, uh, we've got um, uh, serious needs on roads and bridges across the, stra- uh, across the state, uh, water infrastructure, sewer infrastructure. There are some significant needs in this country that uh, just aren't being addressed. Mm. I mean, do you think they will be? I mean, the president still says he's in favor of, uh, you know, infrastructure rebuilding. I just saw a report on uh, the national news on uh, 60 Minutes that uh, one of the reasons he won the election was he was appealing to people who wanted infrastructure uh, improved in their community. Well, I'm I'm a big advocate of improving infrastructure, as you know. I, I would love to see something come along. I just haven't uh, seen the serious discussion occur yet. There seems to be a lot of disagreement in Washington about how to go about it. We're talking with Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy. Let me ask you about traffic advisories. What are the Troy summer traffic advisories and parking restrictions? Well, these advisories we put out on a periodic basis just to give people a heads up as to what might be going on either in their neighborhood or routes that they commonly commute. So if we're going to have an event, say, you know, rocking on the river, the pig out, or on the 24th, we're going to have the great car race come to Troy. If, uh, oh, yeah. Put but a plug in for that. 24th uh, of what? July? Of June. Of June. Of June. Oh, it's okay. coming up soon. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, if we know there are going to be road closures, we try to get the word out early. If we're going to be doing uh, infrastructure work, if we're going to be digging up roads to address something that's underneath them, uh, we try to give people a heads up if we're going to be doing uh, cleanup in a particular neighborhood. Again, it's just letting people know in advance uh, what uh, what we're going to be doing there so that uh, they're inconvenienced as little as possible. A retaining wall. A retaining wall in the city almost collapsed. What's being done about that? Well, this was, uh, this was a, an incident that was blown out of proportion, if I can say that. Uh, it occurred on a site where Stewart's is uh, constructing a new store. It's on Hoosick Street. Mm-hmm. And on the east side of the property, there was a, um, a retaining wall being built. And when the wall was uh, partially completed, uh, one course of the big concrete blocks they were using shifted during a heavy rainstorm. Uh, it didn't fall, didn't collapse, but we did ask Stewart's to remove the wall, to take it down. Uh, and they come back to us with some new engineered plans. And they are doing that. And I have to say, Stewart's has been great throughout the process. They acknowledged it was their responsibility. They stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, they're shouldering all of the expense of doing this. So uh, it, it, was a, it, it was not a situation where anybody or anybody's property was at danger. Uh, but it was a highly visible uh, intersection. So mm-hmm. it caught people's attention. And we're almost out of time, but let me ask you about Team Hero. What is that? Well, Team Hero, Hero is an acronym, Helping Everyone Recognize Opportunity. And it's hosted at the Troy Boys and Girls Club, and it's a mentor program for kids uh, in the community. And it's built around each child's strength, not their weaknesses, not their challenges, but their strengths. And it provides a very strong support structure that promotes uh, mutual respect, nonviolence, and equal opportunity. And the great thing about Team Hero is all of the mentors uh, are completely volunteers. Mm. These are people who put their time in. They're doing a terrific job with the kids. It's always fun to work with them. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Troy Mayor Patrick Madden on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. 
This program will be posted as a podcast on albanymagic.com and my website, bobcudmore.com. Next week's guest on Talk of the Town will be Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. I'm Bob Cudmore.